0: Welcome to Gross Anatomy. So welcome to Gross Anatomy, everybody.
1: Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live? We're live, Dr. Cohen. And I
0: am not Lauren Taylor.
1: Dr. Jason Cohen. And I'm Lauren Taylor.
0: And here we are today.
1: It's, I don't, are you laying down? <laughs> or I'm
0: kind of you? reclining. Yeah, I'm reclining. So what are we talking about today? What are we doing? September. I can't believe it's September 2020.
1: Well, yes. And in the news a lot is um, plasma. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. Like uh, Plasma. Yeah, plasma. Like people who have coronavirus are being asked to donate their plasma. And I don't really understand what that means or what it does or how you yeah. do plasma.
0: Yeah. Well, Okay, well, let's talk about it. So you know, basically, what they're saying is people who've gotten coronavirus theoretically have now developed immunity to coronavirus. That's, that's the thinking. And in their plasma, which is part of one's blood, it's the protein part of one's blood, in the plasma are different sorts of proteins. Uh, part of the blood is made up of the red blood cells, but that's only one part and the rest if you take out the red blood cell stuff you have the plasma from the blood Um, and in the blood are our white blood cells and immune cells and the thinking is is if someone got coronavirus and survived they've built up some kind of immunity and antibodies theoretically to coronavirus so maybe these people's plasma their their blood stuff has these antibodies to coronavirus so that's why in the news everybody's talking about plasma i think in the beginning it was i I don't know what the data is now but in the beginning before we had any hope of vaccine trials and before we were having success better successes with treating patients with coronavirus it's it's basically kind of the premise for vaccine therapy too i mean that's what vaccine therapy is you know the whole polio virus is the the whole polio treatment was we were inoculated with either a, uh, a, a part of the poliovirus or a what's called attenuated or like uh, almost dead, but not totally dead, Princess Bride uh, part of poliovirus and our body then formed immunity against it because it wasn't gonna give us the full-on virus. It was, it was a less lethal, less infectious version of it and our body then made the antibodies. So so that's what the thinking of plasma therapy is right now for coronavirus.
1: Right. And they're already doing that for
0: a short answer. Yeah,
1: no. So they're already doing this treatment, but they still can't tell, like they're saying it's not gonna hurt anybody, but I don't know that it's like having like any real positive effects. They don't know for sure.
0: Yeah, and I don't know the data yet. And and I do think um the thinking is in the beginning they were kind of giving it to really sick patients who they had no other options no other choices and they're Mm -hmm. like what the hell let's let's just try this and see if it works i i don't know where the data where the studies are now i do know that they're finally starting vaccine trials so uh, it may still be used for last-ditch efforts and, and maybe even they're finding I think they are finding some benefits, uh-huh. but I don't know. I think it's too soon to really know what the data, you know, the unfortunate thing about sciences is, is we really don't know, um, you know, the pure scientists, they want data, they want research, they want yeah. time, which is something at this point that is a luxury and we don't necessarily have. So, you know, we're doing all these things. We're looking at really short little periods of data, but we're not going to really know you know, the, right. the long-term effects of things. And until and, and, and so we really compare patients who did get it, patients who didn't get it, look at a large volume of patients. And that's kind of the, it's the good and the bad about science is, is um, until we really know something not only works, but is safe, it takes a long time. Right. And, and actually when you, hear, when you hear on the news about these vaccine trials, uh, they're saying that they want to study these patients I think for up to five years and so patients may get apprehensive why are you
2: yeah, studying me for five
0: years is something bad gonna happen to me and the answer is maybe but probably no but more we want to see what long-term effects are who knows you're gonna be immune to it for five years or you'll develop some other good immunity and 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 you know sometimes they do find out you know someone's cholesterol or something totally different unrelated mm-hmm. that happen. And and that's why they want long-term follow-up. And it's the good and the bad about science, unfortunately.
1: Right. And why a lot of people are probably hesitant to get the vaccine in the first place.
0: I think so. But interestingly, I went to the dentist today, which was a whole weird experience. I just went for a teeth cleaning that I kept putting off and putting off and at the dentist, their mask, their gloves, they made me put on gloves. They made me put my phone into a baggie and then put on their goggles and and not touch anything. It was a really funny, weird, odd, strange experience. And sure enough, my dental hygienist, who's this adorable uh, woman uh, over 65, it, it, who was bored at home and like, I got to get back to work. And And she's amazing. But she was telling me that when the shingles vaccine came out, she had seen another person who had gotten shingles and suffered so badly. So she was like, I'm getting that vaccine right away. So mm-hmm. I think there will be a part of the population that are going to be... I'm the getting that, scene that scene right away. Yeah. Right. So I, I think it's going to be mixed. I think and then of course you have your anti-vaxxers who who knows where they're going to be on this. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the anti-vaxxers are anti coronavirus vaccine too. That that'll be an interesting thing or might they be pro coronavirus. And then um you know, the other thing that we wanted to talk about today and have my wife on, and hopefully we'll get her on anyway, about plasma is all the other uses of plasma, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I want to talk about, because I just, I don't really understand the wild wild world of plasma. Yeah. Um, because athletes take it, it does, like... <clears throat> PRP treatments, you can do it for, like, hair loss. Right, platelet-rich
0: plasma, yeah. Yeah. And and that's a totally different thing about plasma. So the the plasma for coronavirus is really looking for the antibodies, you know, the immunoglobulins, the immune system side of plasma. Mm -hmm. But within plasma is also a lot of growth factors and clotting factors. And the thinking is, is in the clotting factors and in the growth factors of plasma, And some people even think that plasma has, to some degree, some level of stem cell, which is like, but I I don't know how true that is, but cells that still haven't necessarily differentiated that kind of like our original cell, and that could maybe help do other things. That's not so much, that's stem cell treatment, which is a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are growth factors in plasma, and that's kind of where... um, was then used for other things. And my wife, uh, you know, unfortunately, as soon as I hit 50 or right around 50, which is so traumatic for me, I, yes, I hit 50.
1: Um, I thought you handled it well.
0: Thanks, but my hair isn't. And, uh, you know, I luckily I have like curly Afro hair, so it it hides well, but it is thinning. Uh, I didn't realize it for a long time. And my wife kept saying to me for a while, for months, I think we got to do PRP on your hair. I think you got to do PRP. And I was like, no, no, leave me alone. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then finally, like when I hit 50, one day I actually looked in the mirror and I'm like, Oh my God, I actually, you know, my widow's peak is getting humongous and I am thinning. I here, I thought I was never going to happen. So I let my wife convince me to Uh do PRP into my head. So, Uh
2: I wish you'd
1: do a video of it you we had- should have
0: done a video yes. i'm so just to preface this i'm a horrible patient I, i'm a very good patient if you put me to sleep if you say i'm gonna put you under general anesthesia and i'm gonna do anything to you i'll be like do it but if i have to be awake for any kind of procedure forget about it i'm i'm awful i'm um uh, it, like even having blood drawn, I need to be laying down. I'm totally pathetic. Even though I'm a surgeon, it's totally pathetic. I can't even have my blood drawn unless I'm laying flat because otherwise I may pass out. Wow, so I, didn't I know that. I admit it. I'm a total pathetic guy. So, so um,
1: I also get put in the fainting chair when I have to get my yeah, blood.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny. When I was at the pediatrician as a little kid, as a teenager, I still was going to the pediatrician. He said, okay, I'm going to do some blood. You're going to pass out. And sure enough, he drew blood. Uh, the nurse drew blood for me. And the next thing I know, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster ride.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: the next thing I know, someone's holding me from falling off of the seat, laying me back down. And then the doctor comes in and he goes, I told you we were going to pass out. Why didn't you lay down? And I, I wonder if that power of suggestion when I was a kid screwed me up and he hypnotized me into turning into. I know, because you're
1: a doctor. You've seen it all, so it seems like you weren't yeah. scared of needles. I have the same thing, though. But yeah. maybe it is something from childhood. Like we both hate horror movies. Right. We hate something. Yeah.
0: So, um, so I let my wife convince me to do PRP. So, in order to do PRP, first you have to take the person's blood. So I let her draw blood for me. Of course, I was laying down. And oh, and my wife is a cosmetic nurse. She's the master injector. We talked about her all the time. She does it to a ton of people. She says, and there are studies say, saying there's some successful hair growth. So, so it's not totally hooey, hocus pocus. I don't, same thing. I don't know if there's any really great long-term data, but it's definitely not, unless you get some crazy infection or allergic reaction, for the most part, it's harmless. Mm -hmm. Um, certainly you could get some infection or, or crazy reaction that could happen, but it's pretty rare. So, um, so I was like, okay, so I hated having, so the blood draw is like a big needle. So I hated that.
2: Mm -hmm. And then
0: she, you you take the blood in a test tube and you spin it down and the blood, the red blood cells settle, you know, come the plasma, the clear yellowy plasma with the growth factors and all that go into one part of the tube and the rest is the red blood cells. So you only take the plasma, mm-hmm. the stuff without the red blood cells, which has the growth factors and all that. And then with a small needle, you start getting it injected in your head. And we rubbed some topical numbing medicine on my head, but I got to tell you, I'm a total wimp. I've seen, I've seen her do it to people and I've seen her like women are amazing because they get injections in their face without any numbing medicine. This, for me, again, and I think it's just because I'm a wimp, hurt like stink it's it, i couldn't handle it really? and, and i'm like thinking oh you're injecting it into my bloodstream and my tep." i was like yeah. the worst patient ever and uh i let her do it to me two two different times believe it or not
1: so how and, many and needles and are going in your head like how it's many a
0: lot of little injections a lot of little oh, injections
2: okay. I don't think it was horrible
0: and i'm a total wimp and it was horrible and it was only horrible because i'm a wimp i think you know other people who can handle that stuff is fine and she still wants to do it to me because I'm. I think I'm still thinning. And I said to her, "You know what? I'd rather go bald. It's, <laughs> it hurts me so much." I said, "I would rather go bald," um, which but may he, actually happen.
1: So you don't know if it worked or not. You're not. Getting, no, and supposedly it, it needs.
0: It supposedly needs several treatments. You know, it's not just a one shot deal, and and you know, needs some maintenance. I mean, who knows? It may have slowed it down for a little bit, but but I I don't know.
1: Because yeah, I've seen a, I've seen I'm just gonna
0: wording. do it i think do, i'm gonna do a comb over i think
1: <laughs> do a donald trump yeah i've seen yeah. your wife do uh the botox injections um yeah but i'm too scared to do it because it's You've like never had any sort of injections and it's good for like headaches no i mean i don't want to age yeah. hardly, so like i was like I, when she spoke about it it was like the first time i actually would Considered it, but now I'm just like thinking about needles in the head because you're saying it. I'm like, I don't know. Well, I'm a wimp. Like to but, but, but so am I. But
0: she does it if people of all ages, men, women. Yeah, that there, I see them they, and they don't it. flinch. They don't flinch, and I don't get it. I I was like freaking out. She had to calm me down, and she's great. She had to calm me down. She's like, "Oh, you're doing so good, Jay. You know," it's, and I was pathetic. <laughs> and and she still wants to do it to me, but I I just can't handle it. But so you know, they use PRP for a whole lot of other stuff. They use it for you know, athletes, you know, in joints and, and for rehabilitation. And it's the same kind of thing, you know, there's, for the most part, there's no harm in, in doing any of these things. Again, unless there's some weird infection. I also worried, like if I
1: had a weird allergic reaction, which is why right. I guess you would want to go visit her to practice with doctors around. Or...
0: Right. Or God forbid, like it gets injected into directly into a blood vessel, you know, that would be bad too. But you know the reality is competition. Never gonna always.
1: do botox after this.
0: Yeah. Now I think you know it depends. You know, but then your depends. wife will
1: start talking and I'll be like, "Yeah, you know what? I'll give it a try."
0: Yeah. So, but I told her I said general anesthesia. I'm fine. You could do it, but otherwise ain't gonna happen. Right. So that's the story of plasma, and and I think you know there there's gonna keep studying stuff, and stem cells are a whole other interesting thing. You know, the real stem cells that that come that haven't yet matured that's a whole other interesting area of study that you know is probably for a whole other day and a whole other talk
1: yeah no i'm fascinated by that as well as plasma it seems like it does so much and we never talk about it
0: yeah and now we have
1: now we have so yeah. you want to tell people what you're excited about
0: i am excited about um nothing. What are you excited about?
1: You're excited that John Hamm is gonna be the star of Fletch and Fletch so wait, is did,
0: back. did you and I talk about Fletch on this yes. show?
1: Yes. How, and just Fletch. the
0: other day, right?
1: You were thinking about it and you're like, people need to watch Fletch and it was weird right. it was out into the world and I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that Chevy Chase film. I don't remember if I've right. actually even seen it.
0: And didn't I say that I thought Will Smith would be a great Fletch? You did. I did. And then, like, a day or two later, you sent me a text saying, look at this.
2: Yeah. John Ham's
0: going to be the new Fletch.
1: Who I think will be great, too. But I like, I mean, he's yes. a will Smith- I love
0: John Hamm. I think he he's amazing. Do anything but he's a little he's a little James Bondy rather than Fletch to me, you know?
1: Yeah. But I've seen him like he was in 30 Rock and he was really good at like. Um,
0: I didn't see him a in 30 physical Rock.
1: Physical comedy, like better right. than you think. So yeah. I think maybe he'll be good.
0: I'm a major John Hamm fan.
1: Yeah. I think John Hamm
0: fan. Everyone. Yeah.
1: But I do yeah, it'll I be I like your Will Smith, like, I think he would be good too.
0: Yeah, Will Smith would be a great Fletch, but who knows? But John Hamm will be great. And then, you know, the other thing I want to talk about is it's September and, you know, I run the pre-med program and unfortunately because of COVID, it got shut down uh, during the spring. So uh, summer's over and now we're trying to figure out how to revamp this program and it's We haven't started it yet, but we're trying to figure it out. And it's interesting in that um, we're still trying to do this program. It's going to be all remote, all via like uh, Zooms or or, um, WebEx and things like that. And unfortunately, you know, the great thing about our program was it was a doctor shadowing program. So for now, I think that's on hold, but we're going to see if there's some way we can maybe even get the students. It's for college and post students. Maybe we're going to see if there's some way we could get them to um, be able to sit in on these on these Zoom tele visits, although I have no idea how that's going to work. But we're trying to recruit, I'm starting to try to recruit speakers. So it's going to be more of a speakers, you know, to hear about different professions, which, what, which is part of our program already. Once a week, we always had a guest doctor. And the one exciting thing about it is, since we're doing it all remotely, is for a while we were just getting doctors just in LA or specifically even to our hospital. I'm going to start looking for like superstar doctors. Maybe I could harass Dan Ariely again, uh, who, who wrote the, uh, the lying book. Did I ever tell you that he, he, every time I, I would email him, he would actually respond with kind, with kindness and, and apologies that he's not interested. Um, yeah. but what's interesting is I have friends who's, Always with kindness, but he's probably lying since he wrote the book online. But um, interestingly, Mike, a lot of three of my good friends who I grew up with, their kids are studying in Israel, uh, and they just went there to study to start uh, a gap year to study in Israel. And um, just oddly enough, you know, the same way the world works with fletching and everything, one of my friends said uh, that they the girls watched that. Uh, I think maybe it was a documentary about his, the book about lying and, and it led to discussions, uh, you know, that the girls had. And I was so excited and I, cause it was just this week when I saw the text and I'm like, I got to revisit trying to hit up Dan Ariely. Maybe we could yeah, get
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: I wish I had studied abroad. That's one of my biggest regrets that I didn't take a year off. um, either after high school or during college or after college to take a year off and go study abroad. It's one of my Maybe biggest, biggest regrets you in life. you're
1: off your practice and do it now.
0: You know, that's funny because when I was by myself, no way could that have happened. But one of the reasons why I started this big practice, we have five partners now. So I actually pitched it to them recently. I said, what if every year, or every two years, a different one of us takes like a three to four month sabbatical? Mm-hmm. They laughed at me. They thought <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing they've ever heard. Uh, yeah, and, I
1: think you need to get that conversation going. I think, I mean, why does life have to be so so? How it is? Like you. I agree. you, know, you go to school then you get a job. You have a family and then you yeah. get old and you don't really leave your house. Like, why does it have yeah. to go that way? Why can't you? I don't get it.
0: Gotta, up? I know it's you, you, I I want them to read uh, Tim Ferriss. Have you read Tim Ferriss?
1: Uh, the four hour work week, that the four one.
0: Four hour work week, yeah. Did you read that?
1: Mm-hmm. We have it on our bookshelf.
0: Yeah, it's actually not a great book, and you really only need to read parts of it. You don't really need to read the book cover to cover, but the principles and what he talks about is brilliant.
2: Yeah, and, just to think outside and the he box. gets
0: it. He yeah. gets it. And But it's not, unfortunately, it's not a doctor mentality to think that way. Um, it's, it's a shame. No.
2: Well, what I else like-
0: what do you have going on, Lauren? I see your plant <laughs> yeah. is thriving.
1: Yes, my plant is thriving. Um, uh-huh. Well, our team is in the, the NBA playoffs right now. So it's basketball season for us.
0: Oklahoma uh, City Oklahoma Thunder. Season. Yeah. So that's, that's what you're, you're, you are a sports fan. Basketball. Basketball, yeah. And who are the other teams?
2: Uh,
1: the teams that are still in it are the, in the West Coast Division are the Lakers and the Clippers. So. Oh, nice.
0: All right, LA. Any yeah. New York teams in it at all or no?
1: The Knicks never make it. Uh, right. The Brooklyn Nets did make it to the playoffs, but they were eliminated the first round.
0: I have an interesting basketball story, and then, and then maybe we should go. So okay. when I was a kid, my dad shared hockey. I lived in New York. I grew up in New York City. My dad shared New York Rangers hockey tickets with this guy. So, and they, back then it was, I think it was 80 games and 40 home games. So we, I think we got like 20 20 games, if I'm not mistaken. And we went to it. as a kid, I went to a ton of games, but oddly, and it was so cheap compared to how it is now. I remember the ticket price. I, I still remember it's like $18 a ticket, mm. you know, when I was a kid and they were great seats. They were like down, you know, maybe 15, 16 rows back. Um, the crazy thing is back in those days, this is the seventies. Um, in order to buy hockey tickets, At the New York Rangers, you had to buy the Knicks tickets. They came together as a package. New York Knicks basketball, New York Rangers hockey, you couldn't buy one without the other. If you were getting season tickets, it was packaged. Okay. So I basically had, for as many years as I had New York Rangers hockey tickets, which was at least 10 years, I had New York Knicks basketball tickets. Guess how many Knicks games I went.
1: I feel like you didn't go to any.
0: I went to zero. Oh. You used to throw those tickets away. No. You couldn't even give. You couldn't even give them away. I think I remember once my cousin took. My dad was like, "Listen, I don't know what to do. Would you take them?" And my cousin was like, "Okay, I'll go to a game." I never even went to a Knicks game. Is that crazy?
1: I've been to a Knicks game. That is crazy.
0: But I, we threw away our Knicks tickets. Like, could you imagine today? Even even the Knicks yeah. today. Could you imagine? throwing away Knicks tickets. Like no, stuck. we called it, we got stuck with the Knicks tickets. Like we, it, my dad and I were like angry. Why are we getting these basketball tickets? Could you imagine that sentiment today?
1: No, I would go scalp those. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it was, a, and it was a, still a great team. It was like early Patrick Ewing, who was a I great was player. We didn't
1: throw away when Patrick Ewing was playing. We threw you? away Patrick, Patrick, Ewing. Patrick Ewing.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's totally nuts. It, finally, by the, at that point, the, finally people caught on, but Early Patrick Ewing. I mean, it was, it was wow. crazy. I
2: would have yeah, no, it was that. really
0: crazy.
1: I am a big Patrick Ewing fan.
0: Yeah, I love, and Starks, right? John Starks.
1: Yeah, from Oklahoma. Good job.
0: Oh, wow. Job See? Well, New York. Yeah. New York, baby. Yeah. All right, so I'm going right, to go. All right, so there's
1: a quick podcast, so I'll let you quick get back podcast. to your family.
0: Thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy, everybody. Thanks
1: for joining us, everyone.
0: Hopefully Bye. you learned something and got entertained and are excited about Fletch.
1: Fletch, coming
0: Fletch. soon. Sorry,
1: bye. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.